0: Welcome back to the Tight on Entry Racing Podcast, the fastest growing podcast on Spotify. My name's John. I'm joined today by my co-host, Alex Bill Lynch. How you doing, Alex?
1: I'm doing good, bud. How was your good. nap before this podcast?
0: It was delightful. I you know, I was I was watching Grey's Anatomy and then um And then he dozed off. I just fell asleep and that was that. You're
1: that a very asleep. hard person to get on the mic because I asked when we're doing it and you said, Oh, don't worry tonight and i was like all right cool and then you didn't answer me for like three hours and hey. i was like all right i guess we're doing it tomorrow and you were like <laughs> oh i i fell asleep i was like what for three well, hours
0: it was, it's still tonight i'm a little bummed because i was planning on going for a run um it's and now like
1: i still might go for a run after this we'll see how i'm feeling it's a little chilly dude uh, it's 38 degrees outside with 20 mile an hour winds but it was so nice earlier so
0: that's the problem um but yeah i mean what a what a crazy week in the nascar universe um it yeah we have a lot to talk about today don't we
1: we do we have almost like we have seven topics and then a whole bunch of other things that are sprinkled in a little bit
0: that we do that we do i mean the first thing uh let's just jump right into it um the race on on um on Sunday, God, I, I almost said Saturday. I was actually, so I actually listened to the first half of the race on the radio. I was mm. driving back from New York city. Um, and I just put on Sirius XM, um, channel 90 for the NASCAR channel, MRN, MRN on, uh, you know, their, their race broadcast. And it, if it was boring to watch, it was boring to listen to. There was, they just had to, keep going to they went to commercial, um, like, a lot. like, way too much for a radio broadcast. I'd never, like, I've listened to radio broadcasts before, but that was the most they've ever gone to commercial, and I think it was just because there was nothing to talk about.
1: It was, it was a lot of long green flag runs of the entire yeah. race. I mean, that's yeah. what Phoenix turns into. That's what it's been for the last three years.
0: Which is fine if there's passing, but there, there was.
1: There's still like that's the thing when we're talking about this new package, right? Uh, They changed the spoiler a little bit, changed some things in the diffuser, hoping to get a little more downforce, essentially. And I frequent a lot of other NASCAR podcasts, and primarily I've been listening to Denny's Action Setrimental, And he talks about it pretty well in the podcast, where he was like, it's great that NASCAR is trying to innovate and figure out new ways to do things, because unfortunately they don't want to raise the horsepower, they're going to do that. But then he talks about like how the cars are simply still too dependent on aero. And if you don't have the clean air and you don't have the car in front, it doesn't matter what you do to create more downforce or more acceleration on the car because they're so dependent on that clean air that you can't pass anybody. And there was some passing on Sunday. You were listening, so you couldn't really see it. Yeah. But there was some passing like in the later packs, like 10 to nine or something, or like seven to eight. Yeah. Unfortunately, the broadcast wasn't focusing on that. They would just be focusing on here's Kyle Larson leading his 175th lap in a row. And it's like, all right, cool. Let me see this bet. Like, I would be sitting there the entire time watching the tracker and I've got my, I pay for the radio scanner. So I've got the radio going of all the drivers and I'm hearing these crazy battles happen. Yeah. Yeah. And Fox isn't putting it on. And I'm like, so this is why the public's not going to think the package did an okay job. I think it did an okay job. But when it came to the lead of the races, it didn't do anything. The car that was meant to be in front got in front and then just ran away with it.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a byproduct of Hendrix just being fast or if that clean air is just super important.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know either. Kind
0: of, you know, a little bit of both, but...
1: It's weird, though, because then you see Kevin Harvick's car on Sunday, and you couldn't watch it, but if you ever go back and watch this race, Harvick was making it work on every single line. It was well, the that's... bottom line, the middle line, the top line. Everything was working for his car. So whatever they did to that car, it was tuned up, ready to go. He just never had the opportunity to get in the front until the very end, and then a late race caution came out, and then he I think this just a testament to Harvick,
0: though, at that place, though. He's just a mastermind there. and.
1: Right, um, what is that? Twenty top tens in a row now?
0: A ridiculous number. <laughs> just so good there, and he hasn't won since I think 2018 or 2017. There, but regardless, yeah, time. um, you know, regardless, he's just the king of that place. Um, but yeah, the package didn't I seem mean, to really. I mean, yeah, you it might they might have seen more passing in the mid pack, but out front, it was just kind of. I'm in.
1: Different. I'm indifferent about it. It's like it wasn't great. I applaud NASCAR for trying to change something, but you got to make the car less aero dynamic because if you, if you try to do like, like why not change the angle of the spoiler? Like I get like lowering the, like the distance of how long or short it is, but you could change the angle and make it like 45 degree angle or something different. Like maybe that will create a little bit more air for the car. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I'm just curious to see what it's going to do at like a track like Martinsville. Like, I don't know if it will do anything. I will see. Um,
1: I mean, yeah, it's like, that's why the jury's still out for me on this package. Because Phoenix is a snoozer. The track (laughs) is a combination of the package. So I'm hoping different track makes it more fun. It just breaks my heart that they're going to race this damn
0: place again at, in the championship race. And you're going to see the same cars out front again. So if, if Byron makes the championship four he's well, winning him or Larson in our shoe in like it's just ridiculous like unless there's
1: a late race caution again that stacks him up and then gosh. but it still played out in byron's favor but i
0: i will forever say that i think the final championship race number one shouldn't be a phoenix that's given but it should be a track that like you only visit once every year like why are we visiting the championship track twice like it just gives it's it, like it's like a give and
1: take i think it's okay if you visit twice because i think teams would have an uproar of like not being there i understand it creates better viewership and drama but like teams are going to want experience on the track they're going to be racing a championship for yeah they're going to want to be there at least once and see what they can do it just shouldn't be that i'm still a big component of also not it being at phoenix but You simply flip the playoffs around to where the round of 16 is a one-off race and the championship four is three races. So you just simply flip the schedule around. Oh,
0: yeah, I 100% agree.
1: Like the 16 turns into 12 and then you go from 12 to 8 to 4. But they would never do that. That's too boring.
0: They need the the drama.
1: The drama. It's a drama.
0: Point. Speaking of drama, <laughs> uh, Hendrick got absolutely slammed this week. So before the race on Saturday, um, before even pre qualifying inspection, or I, I, uh, before qualifying rather, um, essentially NASCAR confiscated the louvers on all 400 cars, as well as Justin Haley's um, Justin Haley's ride um, for. Fitment not being right, from what I understand, it something was just not right with the louver. Something was either modified or just not 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 what it's supposed to be. Yep. um NASCAR confiscated those parts and then fined Hendrick a ton of money and a ton of points four hundred total points, so hundred points per car um slash driver. So it's kind of confusing because Chase Elliott did penalty, but the yeah, nine
1: did. F- yeah, all it's the weird. other
0: all the other drivers got the penalty, but they gave the nine car the car penalty.
1: Yeah, so they're not going to have the crew chief, and they're going to get the fine, but they don't lose points. So well, they, they lose
0: the owner points.
1: They lose the owner points, but driver points. Chase Elliott actually went from twenty nine to twenty six because yes. of this shakeup, <laughs> which is hilarious.
0: He's really made out. Um, but Justin Haley's like forty ninth in points now with negative forty points, which I think is just
1: it's 40, so sad, 40,
0: Justin Haley. Um, well, what's interesting about it, so uh, we could talk about the fin- penalty or whatever. What the interesting thing about this is Hendrick supplies college racing cars, yep. So I'm c- very curious to see, you know, if there's going to be like obviously we might not see it, it might be behind the scenes, but I'm curious if a call is going to go to Hendrick and be like, Hey, like we bought this car from you, and now we just lost a hundred thousand dollars or sorry, yep. wh- whatever the, fa- the fine monetary thing was. 100K. Um, 100 points. Like, you just absolutely screwed us. We want our money back. I'm curious to see how that works. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm not
1: sure, because the Louvers are a part that NASCAR supplies. Yes. So it's something the teams get from them, but then, I don't, like, since Hendricks supplies the other teams, they get that part, and then they're giving them whatever they're doing to it. Yes. So, it's, they can obviously argue with them, and be like, what the hell did you do to me? <laughs> like, why did you do this to me?
0: So, I just I'm curious to hear your point of view on this. Like, what do you, what do you think of the penalties? Are they fair? Um, just just have at it. Let's, yeah, let's... because
1: I'm the Hendrick fanboy, so I have to go first. <laughs> yeah, um, one first point, March 12th to march 15th the highlight of my bowman fan career to see him at the top of the points (laughs) only for it to be shattered because his team was modifying parts and now he doesn't get his crew chief that's finally helped him out to get four top tens in a row with two of them or one of them being top fives in that mix and now he loses his crew chief for four races so i'm curious to see what the crew chiefs are going to be um for that but with this penalty it's tough. I'm bittersweet because it sucks that it happens to the team I like the most, happens to my driver, but NASCAR needed to be consistent, and I wasn't going to even consider going on Twitter if I saw that Hendrick didn't get anything. Now, that being said, the jury is still out because <laughs> they are firing an appeal for sure, and their argument for the appeal um, I talked to a little bit about it in the fantasy group chat, which you probably haven't seen because you uh, were asleep and just don't check that chat in general. Hey, people um, asleep, man. But I said in it, their appeal process is basically simple as that. They got the part from the manufacturer and they didn't like how it was, or it simply wasn't fitting. Like whatever part they got from the manufacturer was not fitting. So they modified it to fit in their car. NASCAR then noticed it before practice at Phoenix and said, go ahead. You can race with it anyway. Then after practice, they took it and then he didn't let them qualify with it. Now that being said, the qualify still shaked out. The cars were still fast, whatever. Then another part of their argument was that because, they took it away after practice and told them they didn't need to get it taken away before practice and that they didn't race with the part. Why are they being fined so harshly? Because it never had any um, repercussions for the actual race itself. The other parts that were affected was because they did race with it. RFK raced with their wheel change. Joe Gibbs raced with that paint change or whatever they did at us. Another layer of paint. It was a piece of tape, but they raced with it. So Hendrick, doing what hendrick does with his crazy lawyership and all these things they have kind of an argument where it's like you told us to not told us you could race with it then you take it away after practice and then we didn't race with it so it didn't hinder anything they're not going to get the point penalty away but i wouldn't be surprised if they lowered it to like 50 points or something like that instead keep everything else the same but it won't be a 100 point it would be a 50 point
0: here, here, here. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Here's, I,
1: I just can't see NASCAR sticking to their guns, and also the appeal board is a separate entity from NASCAR. Yes, so they only have to provide an argument to the appeal board. And if the appeal board likes them, then he... it's gonna work out for them. But that being said, that's a little pipe dream. I think they still face that penalty regardless because NASCAR wants to stay consistent.
0: Yeah, I think they're screwed. Um and here's here's why just because you get the parts from the manufacturer doesn't mean you can't send them back to the manufacturer like i mean that's just you you modified
1: the part yeah but it's like it's hard because like when are they getting that part you know, like, did they have them in stock or are they waiting week in, week out? Because then you can't send it back because what are you going to do on Sunday? You don't have a fucking part for the car, so you I can't mean, they, do anything.
0: They had the parts from last week. It's the same exact part. It's not like that part changed week over week. Yeah, it's true. So I, maybe, they, maybe those are the same exact louvers that came from the cars last week. I don't know. Um,
1: yeah, it could be. I have no idea.
0: But either way, the Hendrix cars were super fast. It didn't make a difference race wise. I no. see your point there that, you know, you're impacting them with this huge fine. but. It's hard, it's hard because they've already set this precedent where they're going to penalize the shit out of anyone who who modifies the car, yeah, even the smallest area of a car, which I don't love, but it is what it is. Like, I feel
1: like there needs to be like a leeway repercussion system where it's like if you just tell NASCAR straight up, like, hey, this part didn't fit when we got it, this is how I modified it, or hey, with RFK, his wheel was, like, not safe and not getting on all the way. So they modified it to make sure the wheel stayed on the car so he didn't, like, risk his life or risk the other driver's lives by crashing. And NASCAR penalizes both teams for being, like, well, you modified it so the car could actually work. Like, why are you doing that? There should be a leeway system of, like, all right, I see why you did that. We should take that and put it in our research so that every car can do it. I don't understand why that's a thing of, like, bringing the hammer down on them for Hendrick's standpoint. It wasn't making the car safer. It was just because they probably figured they had a loophole of adding a little more arrow by changing it. Cause it didn't fit quote unquote. And then they were able to mm-hmm. get more performance out of it.
0: That's, that's why they'll never win this appeal too. Is Cause they, they, every, every team who's ever, you know, been in NASCAR could say, Oh yeah, um, it didn't fit right. That's why we changed it. Like, yep. And, that,
1: and that, that's not going to work.
0: That's yeah. That's why it's just not going to be able to police itself. Um,
1: and I, I. So don't... now you have to make it with Bowman and Larson, and honestly, for that matter, Byron. I know Byron's in it, but he lost all his playoff points. All three of those drivers now are pretty much like a. Square you zero. gotta you gotta win races. Like Bowman and Larson have to win to get in the playoffs. It's going to be uh, so hard for them I to get out. That. Larson sits like 29th and Bowman sits 27th. It's going to be a long, like you're banking on 16 other drivers that already have had a really good start on like, with that being said, like Corey LaJoy's in there and stuff like that. But you have drivers like the top 10 is Harvick, Chastain, Bell, Blaney, Bush, Truex, Suarez, Logano, Kozlowski and Busher, Denny Hamlin's in 12th. You have a lot of drivers that are not going to wreck like three weeks in a row for you to get good points. It's yeah. going to be incredibly hard for you. They're pretty much in a scenario where they're going to have to win.
0: I don't think they're and in a must-win seat yet. I think they're getting close to it.
1: It's going to be tough, but yeah.
0: If they have a couple more bad weeks, I think they're just it's early enough in the season where they're going to be okay. If if we were, you know, a couple more races in, I'd be like, okay, yeah, they're that's a lot of points to make up. But unless we see 16 winners this year, which we're not, I don't think they're quite in that position yet. Now that, that could change, it just depends on who wins and who doesn't. But that's just yep. my take. I would have to look at the math more, you know, analytically. But
1: that uh, we would, but uh, you know, enough with a Hendrick penalty. There's another God. penalty we have to talk about. Oh, God! for your boy, since you made me go first for my fandom. Don't it's even start, it's, it's now your turn, Mr. Denny Hamlin for the listeners was fined 25 driver points and a $50,000 fine. Am I correct on the 50 K? Yes, that is correct. $50,000 fine because he and his podcast said that he didn't say he wrecked him on purpose, but he did say, you know, I'm taking him with me because I couldn't get my car to stick. So he took him with him. Uh, he took Ross Chastain with him in the final restart of the race and NASCAR listened to it, realized that you know it's kind of an omission, and they then find him these points and money fine. So, Mister John, what is your stance on the Stenny um, Hamlin penalty?
0: You we're gonna we're gonna argue about this, and I think I just got a <laughs> shot in my eye, which I'm a little concerned about. Uh, I so, fair with the argument. um It's it's this is this is so stupid and you think oh yeah pellet is what no this is so it's i I, it's
1: it's a thing like keep your mouth shut that's
0: it it, it's not that's not what this is about this is about nascar has set a stupid precedent where run where drivers can't express you know what actually happened on track we can't talk about it god forbid we talk about it we're gonna get a penalty here's what happened on track denny hamlin was in a situation late late restart had two tires the last car on two tires he had cars a ton of cars with four tires behind him him and Ch- chastain were side by side um denny completely missed the corner i don't know how he missed it but he missed the corner at that point in missing the corner knowing he was going to go back he essentially decided you know what if i'm going to go back so was chastain he d- he doored chastain they both got into the wall Chastain actually came out in front of him. Here's where my I have my biggest issue. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's right here. Going down the backstretch, then Chastain brake checked Denny Hamlin, right? The, the, yeah. It, there's no, the video shows it. If you look at his, um I don't even know what they're called, uh, you know, the data, in, in-car data, it will show he hit the brakes on the backstretch. Or if not, completely let off the gas. They get into each other again. They tangle. Denny just moves them up the track and, and, and turns three and four. Um, And, you know, off they go. They finish 23rd and 24th. That's the issue I have. Because it now you, you penalize Denny. Action's detrimental, which which is hilarious. You, you give him a penalty. Yeah. Detrimental stock car racing for statements he said on his Action mm. dentr- Detrimentals podcast. That's hilarious. But my issue is that. It, it's just so. It's just a stupid precedent that NASCAR has set that it's only if you, only way we're gonna give a penalty is if you say something. Like Denny has been wrecked by Chastain three or four mm-hmm. times at this this juncture. He got wrecked by Chastain at, um, at you know the Clash this year. It was completely flagrant. It, you, you watch him take out Denny at the Clash. He was never gonna make that corner. Like if that wasn't intentional, that was just the worst driving I've ever seen in my life. Um, so. And then he brake checks him down the back check and back stretch, And you're just going to give the penalty to Denny because he said it. Yeah. I was going to take him with me. It,
1: yeah. Cause he's the instigator. That's why they did it.
0: I, it's just, it's just a stupid precedent. Like, like if we're going to penalize drivers for wrecking each other, then we have to be stern about what happens on the track every single week. Not just about what we talk about. Right. Yeah. Because right. Because it, at the clash, it was literally any man for themselves. They were wrecking each other. Every freaking lap. There was, absolutely no like nascar putting pushing someone to the back of the field it was just boys have at it whatever then we come to phoenix boys have at it last restart they get into each other intentional or not they get into each other a couple of times on on the final restart and we're going to penalize one of the drivers and not the other that i just think it's just it's just a stupid double standard and they're essentially trying to hush drivers from you know speaking in the media which completely destroys the popularity of the sport just destroys if if it wasn't Denny Hamlin, and if it was like Ch- uh, Chase Elliott, Chase Elliott would never talk in the media ever again.
1: Yeah. Denny
0: Hamlin's going to continue saying these things because he's Denny.
1: Well, Denny, Denny had that tweet right. He said, "I'm not going to appeal the penalty, but I will appeal the people's decision or something." That's yeah. what the tweet he made. So he's already stirring the pot. He's like, "I'll see you Monday," because he's using it as like a basically a 50k advertisement. That's what right. it is.
0: <laughs> I just I'm just
1: ugh, and like the penalty is kind of a slap. Like,
0: it's just a slap on the wrist. Like, Keep 25 points shut. to kill Denny, right? Yeah. $50,000 to Denny. Yeah, it's a lot of money, but it's like, all right, whatever. Like
1: So, great. like, in this scenario where it's like, because Byron did this last year. Byron you know, Byron wrecked, wrecked Denny under a yellow. Yeah, he wrecked him under a yellow. But I'm in the camp of, if Byron didn't say anything in his post-race interview, that he meant to do it because he was pissed off. I don't think Nascar would have find him. Uh-huh. Because of that it, precedent that they set. That you have to keep your mouth been? shut. I just don't think they would have.
0: Th- that's a, the he's, problem.
1: He's, that's what I mean. Like I'm agreeing with you that the precedent is the problem. of like To keep your mouth shut. I mean, Kenseth, when he did it to Logano. He said my throttle got stuck. <laughs> and that was it. And I don't even think his penalty was like crazy. I think he got fined. Well he got suspended. He got suspended
0: for the rest of the year.
1: That's right. He was the one that got suspended for the rest of the year. But it's like I don't know what happened in that transition of like he didn't admit anything and they were like, screw it, get out of here. But they penalized him for the problem
0: oh, was he was a lap down.
1: Yeah. That was another issue. Because you're getting it's, black flagged at that point, but I think
0: I think my point is because I feel like I just went on a, like a really random rant and I didn't really accomplish anything of what I was saying.
1: Not a good precedent for NASCAR.
0: I, I, it's that's the thing. It's just like we need to pick a side. We need to decide what we're going to do instead of NASCAR leaving these ticky tack judgment calls. That, that's all this is. It's another judgment call. It's another time NASCAR is just like, you know what? We decided we're going to penalize Danny Hamlin for the things he said. Action's detrimental. It's Stock car racing.
1: And that's why I also took that stance of like, keep your mouth shut. Because I knew NASCAR would do something. Because I've seen this precedent before of like, they don't do anything unless the driver admits guilt. So, don't say anything. That's why I'm like, don't feel that bad that something happened to him. Because he knows that. Because he's been in the sport for long enough, and he knows. But he's Denny Hamlin; he's not going to keep his mouth shut. So I, I don't feel bad. Thank God. Fine, because that's who he is. Uh,
0: here, here's where my <clears> next, <throat> my next qualm is. Is Denny wrecking Chastain? He didn't wreck him; he just put him in the wall. Denny putting Chastain in the wall was not nearly as flagrant as like 90% of the, you know, incidental contacts we've seen over the past year. Like it literally, if you just watched the video, you would have been yeah, like, all right, and he just got loose underneath him," or yeah, just, he plowed up the track and he just got into him." Like you would have never suspected that Denny actually did it on purpose until he got on his podcast and said something about it.
1: Yeah. And like, <sighs> you just look at the most recent year where Bubba took out Larson. I forget what track it was at, but Bubba just put it in the throttle and took him out at the front stretch. And he only got suspended like one race for that. And it's like crazy that you are going to fine and penalize the guy for not keeping his mouth shut, basically, for pretty much a racing incident. And everybody else gets penalized for doing nothing. So, like, I don't even care
0: about the penalty that much. Like, it's what it is. Like, as a fan of the sport, I'm just I'm I'm more annoyed about the precedent that Nascar is setting. Like I like the twenty five points, like I said, means absolutely nothing to Danny. Like he's gonna win regardless. And if he doesn't win, twenty five points not gonna make the difference between him. I hope does not make the difference between him making the playoffs or not. Fifty K penalty is just kind of BS, like whatever. Like Denny can afford that, but like still a lot of money. Like no one wants to pay that much.
1: Yeah, uh, but he's fine.
0: But he's fine. So I don't know. I could talk about this all day, but I'm, I'm curious to see whether or not this has built more popularity for Denny or not.
1: Like, we'll find out, right? I'm sure he'll release, like, podcast views and what happens on his Twitter and all those things.
0: Yeah, I'm just – i I've seen a lot more fans saying, like, oh, like, like I'm enjoying what Denny's putting out and stuff like that. So, I I, I almost feel like Denny's turning into, like, the veteran of the field. Yes, You he get some love in that aspect just because he's the old guy. Like, people used to hate Harvick, right? And now he's yeah, the they did. Guy.
1: And now everybody likes him because he's the old guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I mean, we've seen the same thing happen. We saw the same thing happen with Kurt Bush. Like people used to hate him. And now he like he became the old guy and people start to like him again. Tony yep. Stewart, same idea. Jeff Gordon, same thing.
1: Yeah, so now I, it's uh Denny's turn.
0: Yeah, that's it almost seems like it's turning that way. Now, another interesting thing Denny Hamlin said on his podcast, because you've got me talking about Denny Hamlin now. <laughs> um they were they were talking about harvick and how good he was at phoenix and he said um if i'm racing that good when i'm his age like i'm not hanging him up like i'm gonna keep going so it it, i think it just keeps confirming the idea that denny amlin is not going away anytime soon unless his performance drops off
1: which is you know the opposite of what i what you said last week or two weeks (laughs) ago you said he was only got like two or three years and i was like nah dude he's got like six
0: i'll stick by the two or three years because i think it's just so hard to have continued success for that long. But I could also see him racing till he's like 45 – or, sorry, 47, 48.
1: Yeah, I uh, think that's his sweet spot number. So we'll see.
0: We will see. I think I think Denny Hamlin still has at least uh, another 15 wins ahead of him.
1: 15, okay. That might
0: be ambitious, but that's, we'll see. If,
1: if I mean, if he's only doing three years, like you said, that's five a year. <laughs> hey,
0: <laughs> that's right. But he could pop up. He could have another eight, nine-win season.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, to make that outlier a little bit easier for him. So hopefully yeah. that works out. Um, we kind of talked about this next topic a little bit already with the points shake up and Hendrick cars needing a win. I kind of said my piece on Bowman and Larson needing a win. Um Harvick is your new point leader though. So very nice for Kevin Harvick to be doing this so early. I've actually used him three times in fantasy already, and I'm like, I need to cool it because after these four races i'm like all right he's showing me what he can do in his final year um with that so the point shake up it's very crazy whole bunch of shaking around hendrick cars are pretty much not even existent in the top 25 anymore so they're gonna have some work to do we got harvick as our new leader which is exciting for mr happy to be up happy there harvick. and then chastain be- is rounding out second so from our over and under reactions from the last couple of weeks, we said Chastain is here to stay, or at least I think I did. I don't remember what I said. I think I said under reaction actually, because I wanted to be different or something like that. I don't
0: remember. I'll have to go back and listen. We can really start like writing these down. So we remember what he says,
1: but track house showing that they belong to stay. Um, So that's pretty much the point. Shake up a couple more things with uh, our topics here. They did announce, I know we're not there yet because Atlanta's next week, but they did announce some Coda drivers, which is very exciting. Jimmy Johnson's coming back to oh, do yeah. a road course, which is shocking to me because Jimmy Johnson was not a great road course racer, so I'm wondering why he wants to like select road courses to come and back.
0: And... Car experience now, baby.
1: Yeah, where he was running like 24th on average.
0: Hey, we'll see.
1: It's we'll it's see. weird. He says, he's got two wins, I think, on a road course. That's it. And his whole... NASCAR career
0: I think I think it's for a couple of reasons I think he wants to see what the this car is gonna feel like on a um on a road course because he hasn't raced this car on a road course and that's I know true. he mentioned interest in running Chicago so oh, okay I'm curious if this is like all right let's see if that's a, actually a good idea or not you know what I mean let's, let's yeah. run a quick test here if I'm if I'm good then we'll do it if not then you know I'll save that's my fair. race for something else, somewhere else um but regardless very excited to
1: see what he can do in one of these and, next-gen cars with the new have two, road experience and then we have two other drivers. Kimmy's coming back in the 91 track house which is very fun. I was kind of hoping track house would have like more veterans in that seat like they advertise but it's still cool to see Kimmy come back. I think he's going to be a pretty decent threat with no cautions for stages anymore at road courses. So uh, that will really shake out, like, strategy if there's not many cautions because then he could just keep getting off at different pit cycles, everybody, and end up being in the front. And he's got uh, the experience with these kind of things, so I don't know. but And then you also have, uh, what's his name, taking over the nine, Taylor. So Taylor will be in there as oh, well. Is it
0: Jordan Taylor in there?
1: Yeah, Jordan Taylor is driving the nine at road I courses. didn't know that. Yeah. So Jordan Taylor will be in the nine, not Josh Berry.
0: Wow. Okay, so talk Couple thoughts here. Couple really thoughts. cool to see Jordan Taylor in stock car again.
1: It uh, is
0: number one. Number two, Camry in? I think if this was last year, he would have a much better shot at winning. But I think that now that these uh, yeah. figured out this car a little bit, I think it's going to be a little bit of a different story. It uh, just—it's not like it's not like it was back in the day where a road course ringer could just get in the car and win. I think yeah. these guys are so good now. Like the the Tyler Reddicks of the world, the the you know the Kyle Larson of the world, the Chase Elliott of the world—they're so good at these places now. It's yeah, but we don't a have chase.
1: Difficult. It's like, but with no chase and like, really, when I look at the field, it's like, like the same five drivers you like always use at a road course. It was like Redick, the Dinger, Chase Elliott. You could use Larson. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Kind of trackhouse guys, and Bowman's been sneaky good at road courses as well, and so is Denny. And some of the Fords like Blaney or Briscoe or Cindric and things like that. So when you lose a driver like Chase Elliott, it kind of really thins out. Like I know I just rattled off a whole bunch of names, but like you're replacing Chase Elliott with Taylor, who hasn't driven a cup car in forever. And you got the whole field that's ready to be used on these road courses on the cup level. Yeah. And now it's like, uh oh, who the hell do we play in fantasy? Who do we watch out for? So I it's think- cool to see these drivers get introduced and be I ready think- to race there jordan taylor
0: is an interesting um option when we get dakota because yeah he hasn't been in a stock car in a little bit but he is he is driving for that um garage 58 entry yeah
1: yeah 56 bozo 56. Uh,
0: my bad and he also races in IMSA, which is you know these cars are supposed to be a little bit more similar to the sports cars they drive in IMSA. um obviously they're not that close yet but Uh, he'll be interesting he'll be an
1: interesting well you got me thinking on the garage 56 now though i saw a lot of people complaining on twitter about hendrick running that car and they're like complaining like byron and larson that's why they're up front because i they have all this information uh and i'm like they made it public
0: yeah i was gonna say that (laughs) project i see what their point is um but I don't think they have any validity. Um, the one driver you forgot though is Jensen Button. Uh, oh Button. I forgot We'll be that. racing in the number fifteen car. That sucks for him. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they'll bring their A plus product. <laughs>
1: oh he'll get he'll God. get
0: a top fifteen
1: for the first time in that team's history on the road course.
0: <laughs> maybe. Maybe they'll surprise us all and and light up the circuit. Well, Stuart
1: Haas is helping out that car. So yes, it could be okay. That's true. But also Stuart Haas has been <laughs> oh my god, dude. It's been so, so sad. They're, they're Russian all, all
0: oligarch. Oligarchy.
1: I gotta, Oligarchy I, gotta I gotta view history. the full standings again real quick. It's Kevin Harvick in first for Stuart Haas. And then it's <laughs> Chase Briscoe in 21st, Eric Almarola in 22nd, and Ryan Priest in 24th.
0: Dude, that just that just is a testament to how much Kevin Harvick has carried that franchise. They
1: are so screwed what he's got next <laughs> year. They're so I don't know what they're going to do. They're hey, at least the war. next
0: at least their next 3 cars are all in a row 21 22 23. <laughs> um but they are 90 points over 90 points behind Harvick.
1: It's not good, dude. Um, not good at all.
0: Yeah, that's rough. That is rough. Um
1: was, but
0: We'll see what happens with them but um topic five i didn't see this one you had to kind of enlighten me I oh I,
1: I skipped over it i didn't even realize yeah. uh bristol fair board for the people that don't know uh fairgrounds is being voted on to be renovated and bring the cup series back to fairgrounds in um nashville right there in nashville too yes yeah. so to bring them back to Nashville and renovate the fairgrounds. So the Bristol fair board is the team that is in charge of Bristol motorsports speedway or whatever. And they're in charge of helping out the fairgrounds renovation. So they would like to do it. And their board essentially is the ones that like vote on like, all right, are we going to do it or not? And the board passed it with a three to two vote. To agree to start renovating the fairgrounds. Now, that's only step one. There is a metro board, they call it. It goes to more like the town or something like that, or the city of Nashville, and then they have to vote on if they will do it or not. Well, but it's time to vote now. It's one hurdle they jumped over. It's good that they did that because I would love to see the fairgrounds come back. I think that would be a really fun track for the cup to be at and renovate it and make it really fun and have another track to go to. So. I hope it gets through, but that's pretty much what happened was the board passed it. They're getting into the agreement stages of how they're going to renovate it and how they're going to get the funding and start bulldozing a bunch of shit to uh, build a track. Do you have any idea on the timeline on this? I do not. I would assume not till like 2025. I would assume they would take all of 2024 building it. Yeah. If it gets passed. I think they're, I know their timeline is trying to get it passed this year and then they would start building. Interesting.
0: Interesting. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was thinking my immediate thought was OK with Fontana going under construction. I was curious to see if that would work out, um, but obviously probably not. No, um, but it, may, it might make for a really interesting 2025 season. That's for sure.
1: It will. Hopefully,
0: <laughs> if it's ready by then. Um, let's jump into our overreaction, underreaction segment. My favorite segment of the show. Uh, you know, we 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 brought this back or brought this to the show. You know, a couple weeks ago, and uh we're bringing it back this week. It's bringing it back. We're bringing it back. Last time, you know, I felt like I was right on ninety percent of the things we talked about. Um, it's been, it's been two weeks, bud. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I feel like I was pretty right. I feel I feel reaffirmed in my beliefs. Uh,
1: okay. Okay.
0: Um, but let's just jump right into it. William Byron is now a championship favorite or the championship favorite. Overreaction, underreaction.
1: I'm bringing in my own category again. Properly rated. Man's Properly making the championship. Man's making the championship for and he's going to be a bullet train at the championship and contend for that win. So you know
0: I I'm going to take the I'm going to take it to an overreaction. I'm going to go the opposite route and I'll I'll tell you why. Boo. I, I'll tell you why. It's only been 4 weeks. It's. I yeah. think it's too early to jump on the William Byron, you know, train. You know, he was pretty good last year, the first half of the year, and then he fell off like a rock in the second half yeah. of the year. That's- I'm not saying that trend is going to continue, but I just can't put that much faith in in William Byron quite yet. He has the speed, but so does Kyle Larson. I think Kyle Larson is the championship favorite at this juncture. His he's got the speed so good. He hasn't gotten the wins, but he's been screwed by a couple late race restarts in a row. So, I don't know. You tell me, uh, or we will see. Rather, we will 48, see.
1: Now. Forty-eight championship winner.
0: Oh God, no! He's a hack. He's such a hack. That was the dumbest signing of all time.
1: He'll he'll back into a. a he back
0: into a championship.
1: <laughs> he'll back into the four top tens he's got. But anyway, well, where's the points now? Yeah, because his team, his team fucked him. That's why now he's
0: in danger, of missing the playoffs.
1: <laughs> from your any any who, <laughs> Hendrick will break the wins record for our next over underreaction. Hendrick will break the wins record in 2023. For a little background, Joe Gibbs Racing had 19, and Hendrick had 18 in 2020. Do you think that's an over or under reaction for Hendrick to get a lot of wins this year?
0: Uh... You're
1: making me. You're making
0: me decide. You got to go
1: first for one of these.
0: I think it's an overreaction at this point. I think it's just we've seen how fast the Hendrick cars are. I think 19 is in reach. That JGR year though was just ridiculous. That was the year that essentially it was just JGR and and who was the other fast program? It was it Stuart Haas.
1: You're gonna have May have been Penske. I feel like I remember. I may. I feel like I remember Brad K going on a tear in that yeah, era that, too.
0: That was that was also the year that Hendrick was relatively slow. Hendrick did not have a lot of speed that year. Yeah, um, and that plays a factor. I mean, you, I just it's to expect nineteen or twenty wins from Hendrick would just be kind of a, insane to me with how fast like the Toyotas are, especially. Um, because you'd have to assume at that point that Toyota can't win more than, you know, 10 races and then, you know, another few cars winning a few races. So, yeah, it's I, true. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think JGR easily gets eight or nine wins this year.
1: Yeah, um, so I'm not entirely sure either. I think it's also an overreaction, though. Um, 19 wins is a lot. That's more than half of the schedule. Yeah. I know they've got four cars that are really tuned up and ready to go, but that's a lot of wins. It, there's a reason you don't see it happen so often. Yeah. I think even with to Chase Elliott not in the car is another like
0: reason why it's a little bit more or a little bit less feasible, even though Hendrick has won the last two weeks in a row. But yeah. I you still can't discount the team that the speed that Kyle Bush has shown. Um can't discount the speed that Tyler Reddick had at the end of the race. What what are you looking at?
1: I'm looking at their streak in 2019. From (laughs) February, Joe Gibbs, from Um, February to. They went on like a six week streak in a row of like winning each race. And then they had like a a week gap. And then they went like another three weeks. And then a week gap. And I'm like, oh my God. That is insane. People hated that season because even Eric Jones got a freaking win. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I can't believe they were able to do that.
0: It's they were insanely fast that year, and then the fact that Hendrick got more or uh, one less in 2020 was even impressive in itself.
1: Yeah, seriously, that's uh, but that's the COVID
0: year kind of, if you ask me,
1: yeah, it doesn't count, doesn't count, doesn't doesn't count. Watch that out. Fake season, fake season. Yeah, so I think we're both in agreement of reaction there for that one. Um, we'll see what happens, though. We could be wrong.
0: Next topic: the Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain feud is officially squashed after Denny's assessed a penalty this week. What are your thoughts, Alex? Overreaction,
1: underreaction? Ross is coming for him at some point. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't think it's over. I think Ross is gonna. Not like intentionally wreck him, but he's gonna give them a hard time on the track if they're near each other. And that's Wait, it.
0: I I agree, but it's it's not an overreaction because I think I think the feud's still going. I just think Chastain is so dumb that he's gonna end up wrecking Denny again.
1: Yeah, it depends
0: on purpose or because of his aggressive racing style, and then there, Denny's gonna go right back at him. Yeah, like, I don't think it's over. I, yeah, I if he,
1: if he hits him, he better make sure that Denny's out of the race. If yeah, he like I, accidentally hits him.
0: And I, I think Denny is getting like increasingly fed up. Yeah. Like, like he didn't really retaliate much last year, just kind of got a few punches in. And and now I feel like things are kind of heating up even more. Cause I think I think going into the clash. You know, it, it's kind of, you know, it's the end of a new year, or sorry, start of a new year. So, like, everyone's kind of like forgetting what happened last season a little bit. And then when Chastain wrecked him at the clash again, it's like, uh, okay, we're going to do this. I again. remember. I, I remember this. Um, and now that they're seeing each other every week on the track, I I think there's just too much opportunity for them to keep wrecking each other. And I there think is. Keep and doing you know it. what?
1: Feuds and are good. Feuds it, are good.
0: That's what we need. And that's why I'm pissed that NASCAR assessed the penalty this week. Because this is the rivalry that we need.
1: Like, it's not gonna. It's not gonna stop, Denny. He's gonna keep doing it. No, I hope not. But
0: who knows? But like, this is the rivalry we need. This is like the feud because they're both race winning, you know, cars. They're both capable of winning races. So it's not like they're just two scrums in the middle of a pack. That are yeah. Like, yeah,
1: They they, are they can they guys. can win anything.
0: These are guys racing for a championship. So I yeah. think this is a feud that we need. That NASCAR needs and
1: advertise the hell out of it. It has created some great blood.
0: finishes. I mean, Ross Chastain's wall ride over to beat Denny into the playoffs, like that's part of their rivalry story, whether you like to admit yeah. it or not. Yeah,
1: that like, was, yeah, like him doing that last year is incredible and it just fuels like even more. Yeah. So I, I don't, I think there's still, it's not bad blood, they're just competitor blood, you know? Like they don't hate each other. Denny and yeah. Ross, like we talk, talk like to each the, other. They don't like each other, but they'll talk to each other off the track and stuff and figure it out yeah like that's what it is it's kind of that mentality of like dale senior of like i'll wreck the crap out of you in a race but then i'll buy you a beer afterwards kind of mentality like i think I'm, i'm just doing my job bro and then if you want to squash it out like men will squash it out and that's it
0: i don't even know if it's like necessarily doing the job i just think as competitors we are so like i i just like think back to my like competitive career as you know running and i remember like well it's not even like it was that far long ago but like off off the metaphorical track like i guess well like the 400 meter oval i would talk with guys like i would cool down with like guys i would race against i would you know talk to them after the race but like before the race don't talk to me in the race i'm going to throw elbows you know what i mean yeah, exactly. i'm going to you off like i'm going to do what i gotta do to beat you but like after the race yeah let's go cool down together let's talk about it like i don't we can hash it out but in the moment, like, you're, you're a competitor, like, and and if you don't like someone and, and you want to race them harder, like, you're going to race them harder, so.
1: Exactly. So, it's good for the sport.
0: It's it's so good for the sport. It's all we need.
1: Speaking of fun. non-competitors, Stuart Haas. Yeah. Uh, they ran into some legality troubles this week. I don't, uh, know, if you, I don't know if you heard. I heard. Not, not Tony Stewart, uh, but. Mr. Gene Haas was accused of Russian arms dealing. So <laughs> this brings us into our next over and under reaction of Haas will have to pull out a NASCAR because he will go to jail because he was dealing some, dealing some weaponry to the dirty <laughs> Russians. And Tony will need to find a new partner. This it's an overreaction for me. No, you're overreacting. Because, over- like, 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 let's be real. It's like, whatever. It was like, someone did the math. It was like 0.8% of their spending from the company like went to that stuff. Now, I'm not trying to discredit it. It's like probably still bad that you're like letting your company deal weapons to another country. Um, But, you know, it's not like they had like a whole office set up for it. Still bad. I don't think Tony's going to need to find a new partner. I do like the dream of Harvick being his partner, and it's Stuart Harvick racing so does Stuart Haas. But um, I think it's an overreaction. Nothing Here's will happen to Mr. Gene.
0: Here's where I disagree with you. NASCAR is a very Americanized sport. And the It's fans, true. The, fans, the second fans, we
1: hear the dirty commies coming in.
0: Fans don't like Russia. They don't. They don't like the Russian people. They don't That's like true. the Russian government.
1: Or do they? I no. What? No. You know, we we had a four years of a presidency where a guy was like best friends with Putin. No. And that kind of changed listen, some opinions.
0: I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading the political sphere all wrong, but
1: I think you're definitely more right, but I, I think there's some that could turn the tide.
0: Uh here's the problem is though, I think the sponsors are gonna be a little bit like scared of this. Yeah,
1: sponsors aren't gonna do like, shit. Like they're Bush not gonna,
0: is not coming back to
1: going to this, Kyle Bush.
0: This might absolutely kill any like possibility that Bush comes back to Stewart Haas. because Bush is like an American beer, like it's, yeah. it's the patriotic beer, and now it's going to be. Who like, knows?
1: Maybe this could spiral them down to losing sponsors, and they got to go to a three car team. And I'm telling
0: sport. you, they're going to a three car team, and I've heard like numerous other media personalities in sports say no, they they can't contractually forward like contractually they're obligated to have four cars but oh, are they really i I don't know potentially there's no there's no
1: certainty on that um but yeah i mean contracts can be voided and stuff yeah tyler Tyler reddick had a contract to stay with the eight car and then they were like yeah just get out of here and then got rid of his contract so. so we'll see but i think
0: haas is in serious trouble like 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 yeah he has a lot of money but look at how that program runs in Formula One. Like they're the worst team in Formula One, Another and obviously Formula One costs a lot more money. But like, I mean, if you can't run well in Formula One, and you can't run well in NASCAR, then why are you throwing all this money? Yeah, so what are you doing?
1: And now um, you're and now you're trying to earn recoup some of that money by dealing to the dirty commies.
0: And he's a businessman. He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna keep pouring money into cars and programs that aren't working he's talked about pulling out of formula one for years
1: now yeah and um, Andretti is foaming at the mouth
0: yeah that so news. we'll see what happens ultimately but i think they're in a little bit of trouble and i think one of their charters gets bought by 2311
1: oh i like that i like that one
0: you heard it here first i do
1: 2311 like that 11
0: buys one of their charters that's but, a good
1: theory um
0: Atlanta got a new pit road entry. I didn't see this either. Wow, you're. What you're, have you? Know.
1: What have you been doing?
0: I've been working this week, man. I'm All right, Disneyland. so for nice I
1: guess if there's any viewers like our good host here that doesn't follow any NASCAR related okay. things throughout the week, um Atlanta changed their pit road entry. It is now on the backstretch at the entry of turn what? three. What? Yeah. Seriously. I'll I'll try and find the picture for you. as I'm talking this, about this it. Is um. But yeah, it 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 will be. All the way on the back stretch, not like halfway through the back stretch, but um, it will be through like it starts at turn three essentially. So, I'm linking it for you now. So, our overreaction and underreaction for this is um, essentially the new pit road entry will cause many accidents. <laughs> is it an overreaction or underreaction to say that so now that you have the picture up there for yourself you can see where it is can you see it i linked it on the dock
0: oh, oh i see i see I see.
1: see you got a nice little oh push. wow oh, <laughs> that is literally at the start of turn three
0: Did they have to go pit road speed from that line yeah oh my god so the longest pit road in nascar now
1: it might be and now pitting is going to be a problem right what is your pit strategy going to look like knowing that you have to be on pit road for that long that's detrimental
0: here's here's the greater problem wow this is this is crazy. yeah if you if you go on pit road during green flag you're losing at least a lap
1: yeah you're screwed you might lose two laps at this rate that's really gonna be like like that's a
0: long this is like the this is the entry of the turn that's a long turn
1: like the only way i think about this pit road is the leader is screwed because everybody behind the leader can just be like, you know what? Oh
0: my god, you're right. They don't even have to slow down. We can they can
1: just the be, Yeah. And they can also just be like, no, we're gonna pit now. And then the leaders left alone. And if the entire pack follows everybody else that was in second and third, the leader gets hung out to dry. And oh I think that's a, I think that's a very bold strategy. So,
0: I actually okay, I really like this. I'm I'm telling you why I like this. It changed it, it mixes things up, it adds something new. I like I like this change although i i'm going to say it's it's not an overreaction that there're really going to be a lot of wrecks here. <laughs> for one See, reason they're okay. going to be screaming off this backstretch they're pack racing because it's the new atlanta right yep and they're going to have to come to a like i just they're going to have to practice I don't
1: this. I don't even know what pit road speed is there it's,
0: i think it's like 55
1: but but like i don't know have to it's it's also Like I don't know. I actually have the underreaction because they're professional drivers, and I think they'll figure it out. But I think there's going to be one big wreck here. Yeah, there might be. It's just crazy. I'm trying to find the reasoning why they did it, but I can't find it. So I I don't know why they changed it, but kind of crazy. Although,
0: you know, maybe not, because okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to (laughs) draw myself a map. I can't draw you a map because you can't see it. But they're going to come off the backstretch, right? And they're Mm -hmm. immediately Mm going to drop to the apron. Yep. Right off of turn two, yep. People who are pitting, unless they're going to make it like a late change just to screw with whoever's in front of them, I think for the most part, they're going to fall in line on the early part yeah, of the it's be
1: It's going to be two things and be like, racing
0: down the backstretch.
1: Yeah, it's either going to be the leader gets screwed because they decide to make that decision later, or the leader controls when the pack goes to pit road. Because once this the leaders, once the leaders. Like Once the people see the leaders go, they're going to follow suit. It's I, one or the other. It's I either you screw the leader over or the leader is going to pit and bring everybody in. So my, I'm still on reaction. I don't think there will be that many cautions because of that reason. It's either the leader or don't follow the leader. This is going to be um, very
0: fun. I'm very excited for this. If you haven't seen the picture of it, go look it up. Just search uh, NASCAR Atlanta pit stop.
1: It would be so cool if Spotify let like let you link a timestamp and like a picture pops up and it like brings you to a link to like opening up that picture. But can't do that, Spotify. Spotify if you're listening, not that advanced. Give Spotify. me some ad revenue for my great idea. Anyway, we got one more final over under reaction here. Ugh. Chase will go. Chase Elliott, Mister Broken Tibula. I forget what he broke. Um. Will go on a 2015 Kyle Busch tear for the championship. No pun intended on the tear, um, but he will go on a 2015 Kyle Busch esque run and win the championship after missing a month. What do you think?
0: Uh, what overreaction? Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know.
1: I'm overreaction. Yeah. I think it's people like to live in the past and they're like, oh, well, look at this crazy stuff that's happened before. Um, I think it's going to take Chase a while considering it's his left leg and he uses his left leg to break. It's going to be a while before he feels comfortable, like finally using that leg fully, even if it is healthy.
0: So. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to say it's a reaction, actually. I'm going to switch my mind.
1: Oh, you think it's you think it's I, just properly rated. You think okay. I, like, hey.
0: uh, I don't know, but it says he will. He will. That's the key word here that I'm having issues with. Because I don't know if it's necessarily hundred percent, but I could easily see him. Oh, we're changing the word. Change could, <laughs> could okay. It's properly rated now. Um could he go on the tear? He could very easily get back in the car, win a race with the, the speed that they have, get into the playoffs and just dominate from there. Because here's the problem. NASCAR changed the rules at the beginning of the season. You don't even need to be top 30 in points. You just need to make the playoffs. So as long as you have a win, you're in. Um, So I could easily see him getting a win, carrying that momentum, and just racking up a ridiculous amount of wins. And then, of course, he's the golden boy, so he's going to have this Cinderella story, win the championship, and and walk away as the the victor.
1: But I think, yeah, like a 2014 Tony Stewart-esque campaign of like sucked regular season and then just goes on a tear.
0: Yep, yep, yep. I could easily, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that concludes our overreaction, underreaction segment. Now we're going to jump right into Atlanta this week. We've been recording for right about an hour now. Um, we've got these longer podcasts coming your way, so if you have a lot of long drives at you, well, we've got you, we got you covered. Well, NASCAR pick them at Atlanta, Alex. This is a hard week to pick, I mean.
1: Um, uh, I'm glad you have that same sentiment, because I was thinking the whole time, like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing this weekend.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Like, this is the first I've actually thought about picking, um, which is good. You're going to get my unfiltered <laughs> thoughts here. Um, but look at that paint scheme. The 45 car is running. Oh, my. So,
1: so that's why you've been, like, deferring to me, because you just didn't have any ideas of, like, who to pick, and you're trying to figure out, like, who to pick, because I do my research.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just I, – I, I haven't really – you know, I'm still thinking about. I feel busy. The 45 car looks immaculate. I love that scheme.
1: Yeah, it does look uh, very good. Um, but honestly, for picking this week,
0: oh, the 11 oh. car is rocking that scheme again.
1: So picking this that week, that 11 is, car looks cool. Is, picking this week is hard. Yeah. As you fanboy over your paint schemes and stuff, Dude,
0: that 11 car is the same scheme they ran last week, but. With the louvers on the back, or not the louvers, the whatever the hell they're called, and the car like dropped for the
1: high mm-hmm. down Fancy. Cool. I like that. Dude, I, I would I would I would buy that car. Um but yeah, it's like I have a lineup set, but I don't like it at all. <laughs> so you have I a don't lineup know. set already? I always like have a preliminary one of like it helps me organize of like drivers who I think you're mad in my mindset and then i kind of go from there after i see there's not even practice this week it's only qualifying so they do this to us because they're like well it's like daytona and talladega we don't do practice there so you already know how you already know how the car works on these type of tracks so you only have to qualify so anyway track house easy I think they're actually still like the only lock I have because I went back and checked. Oh no, what happened to my racing reference? So I went back and checked um, to these two tracks last year and like what happened at when they raced at Atlanta twice. Sorry, I just meant to say when they raced at Atlanta twice. So when they both raced at Atlanta last year, at this race last year in the April or sorry, March race, Chastain got second. And Suarez got fourth. In the spring race of Atlanta. Is it spring or is it? Uh, Shoot, I don't remember. Anyway, in the second race of that year, they went Ross Chastain second once again, and Daniel Suarez sixth. Trackhouse knows how to race Atlanta, especially in this new car. So they have notched the top 10 both times when they were there last year. So who who is your, who is your pick to win
0: it? Like, you, are you riding with one of those?
1: Uh, it's funny because the two cars that did win were both Hendricks. Byron won the first one and Chase Elliott won the second one. And Chase Elliott won all three stages at Atlanta. <sighs> so... I'm going to keep it too, since I don't know. And technically Atlanta kind of is a crapshoot with the way it races now. So I'm going to go with just a Chevy, a Chevy's a winner.
0: That's so lame. That's so lame, dude,
1: because they won the first four and they're going to keep so it lame. rolling. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you look at the top 10, it was Chevy and Fords. So five Chevys, five Fords in the spring and the top 10 in the first race, in March, was Chevy, 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 Chevy. Chevy. There were seven Chevys in the top ten. I don't know. The Chevys have it figured out, dude. They know what they're doing. I think a sleeper is Tyler Reddick. I think he's coming off of a final good week for himself, and his last two times he's raced here, he crashed in both. I understand that. But he qualified fifth and qualified fourth both of them. so i think if he just gets a little bit of luck on his side he's okay but other than that track house very good picks kind of any of the toyotas and fords i'm looking at like blaney i'm looking at like oh like a brad keselowski maybe i don't know it I, i when i tell you i don't know who to pick this weekend i have no clue what to do this weekend. <laughs> all right. So it's gonna be a little bit of a crapshoot. I'm like trying to also figure out like I've used a couple drivers like two or three times already, and I'm like, I need to preserve like all of the Hendrix I've kind of used two times. So
0: I'll be honest, I'm having a very hard time. Like I'm I know I'm like just kind
1: of doing it on the spot. Um we can just to... leave it we can just leave it at that. You know, you got nothing. I... you have to at least win. You gotta okay. get my, to win. Winner, my winner i'll even I'll even give you one. My winner is Suarez. My winner is Kislowski. I like it.
0: I I'm going like back it. to Kislowski. i I'm just thinking about the Daytona five hundred. Um, he didn't have a crazy dominant car, but his car was quick. He led forty two laps to this um most recent Daytona five hundred. Um, so I mean, he, he was out front a lot. His car was decent out front. Um, it's just hard, man. Like, you're right. Like, it's just, like, so unpredictable. You have no idea who's going to be leading. But, you know, I'll, I'll give you my top three. I'll give you my prediction for the okay, top okay, three. Okay, this okay, okay, okay. This is going to be crazy if this fits.
1: So, you I got said, Kizlowski. Said
0: this, do not take my advice as betting advice because it will lose you a lot of money. I've lost 25 straight bets.
1: So, number one, we got Kez.
0: Number one, I have Kizlowski. Your winning the race. And then I have Blaney in second.
1: Okay. Two Fords.
0: Two Fords. And then I've got to go Chevy. If I don't go Chevy, I'm insane, right? Um, That's what makes the bet good. That is what makes the bet good. I'm going to go Chevy. My Chevy is going to be – oh, God, I hate this pick. <laughs> I'm going to go Kyle Busch. All right. I think, you I went... think the Hendrick cars are
1: going to get run the
0: wreck on pit road.
1: Yeah, Kyle Busch wrecked out in both of them last year. Yep. Or... Sorry, he didn't wreck out on the other one. He just got 20th, which is bad. But he, he wrecked out in the Daytona 500. But yes, he did, but he was running up there. Chevys are bad, man. They're bad. They were
0: until they all wrecked. I mean, yeah. Chevy still won, but there's only a couple few Chevys in the top 10 because he, they all wrecked. Yeah, Stenhouse won the race, Daytona 500. Bowman was in 5th. Suarez was in 7th. That was the that was all oh, yeah, that was all the Chevys Oh, no, sorry. I forgot um, And Chastain. Okay, now I'm being stupid. There was five Chavis in the top ten of
1: the deal anyway, in Anyway, I like those picks. Those are nice. You yeah, know, think- to, to close out, you do have the feature matchups. I'm going to go through them rapid-fire. Ready? Oh, okay. I haven't looked at them. Byron Larson pick. Uh, da, da Byron. Okay. Harvick Redick. Uh, Harvick. Kez versus Bubba Wallace. Kez, no brainer. And this one, I think this is the most fun one of the week. Stenhouse versus Austin Dillon. Ooh, that's a tough one. That's I'm a going good... Austin Dillon. Okay, it's a I went bit
0: more of a race track in, in terms of restrictor plate tracks. Yeah, I'm going
1: right on. now. Right now, I've got Byron Reddick, Kez, Stenhouse. So we differed on two. You said Harvick, and you I said, said Dillon. That's right. So we're differing so far, but you okay. know how I am with bonus points. I've went on many rants before, and I will spare the listeners on my rants on the bonus points. You put I, too much thought into them, dude. I don't put too much thought into them. That's my problem. I put zero thought into them. Oh. I just kind of pick who I think wins, and then that picks, bro. And then I just get shafted because it's a 50-50 flip coin. And I guess I'm not betting tails because tails never fails, but
0: tails always fails. That's
1: uh. That's but to it. be
0: fair, I mean, hang on, sorry. Before we close the podcast, I have made up a ton of points. What a great week. What a it great did. week. Oh, Honestly, no, me... any wrecking sucked, or not wrecking, but going to the back sucked for me as a fan, but it was awesome. Oh, you're
1: up to seventh now. Look Dude, at I'm, you.
0: I was in 17th. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, that was. you were literally in last.
0: I was in 10 last. Now I'm, I'm – I'm, who's leading? Hunter. Ah, that bastard.
1: But I'm only behind him by 11 points, so I'm on that ass. I'm coming.
0: So right now it's Hunter Coburn, you, Egg. Oh, Meg! I was like, "Who is that?" <laughs> and then <laughs> Santos.
1: Shout out to Santos getting in the top five.
0: Yep, um, I'm sitting in seventh, only uh sixty points out of the lead. So I'll take that. Of course, it's gonna be
1: fun.
0: So, all right, that'll do it for this episode of the Tight on Entry Racing Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of the week, and we'll catch you. Early next week after the Atlanta Motor Speedway race. I don't know who the sponsors, but it doesn't Something. matter. We're not going to give love to other sponsors on this show. Um, yeah, until they give us money. Until they give us the money. Um, thank you so much for listening again. P-p-p- peace.